0: I'm so excited for you all and that it's still summer. It's still summer if you live in the Northern Hemisphere for a few more weeks now. And a couple episodes ago, I talked about the summer and what are you going to do with the summer and what are you going to create for yourself? So I'm so excited for you all to be creating things and making that space to enjoy your summer. Today, I'm going to talk about flowing with life. Versus struggling to survive. A lot of us are really good at struggling. We know how to do it. We work really, really hard. It's part of the American dream. We have grit, right? Resilience. I talk a lot about that. One of the things that can happen is our strengths can also become our weaknesses. We know how to work really hard. We know how to struggle. And we may not know how to enjoy, we may not know how to flow. So I'm going to talk about it today, and I'm going to talk about another lesson from the pool from this summer, and I'm not going to use his name, we'll call him Adam for today, as the metaphor and as the life lesson for flowing with life versus struggling to survive. So here's the thing. It's really important to get clear on our goals, and you may be like, oh, that's a really big problem to solve, and I don't know what it is, and... It's okay, just start with a goal, pick one, get clear with it, and then there's gonna be steps, and there's gonna be learning and as you go through it, you're gonna learn more, and it's gonna actually help you get clarity. So we're gonna talk about Adam so Adam's family parents Adam's four, Adam's parents signed him up because they'd heard that we teach kids how to swim and we do it really well and they needed to come and do our program. It's this little monster program that we have. It's for four to six and some seven-year-olds. This year, because of COVID, we even have some eight-year-olds. They're non-swimmers. They can't swim independently at all. So they had signed up at the last minute, and then they were going to be gone the first week. And it's a six-week program over the summer, it's four nights a week. So you know the parents have the school. They want their kid. They have a pool in their backyard. They want their kid to be safe right in the water. And that's a whole other ballpark, but they want me safe and their child to know how to swim. So that's the goal. So Adam shows up (laughs) as they often do. They look at her big 65 meter pool and they're like, um, no, I don't want to do this. This doesn't sound like a good idea. Why would I go into that big old pool and be told what to do and have to deal with all of my fears? So he had resistance and I love to share the story because on the first day, which is day five for us, but day one for him, he refused to get in. He was in tears and I got him to come down onto the pool deck away from his folks. They were up in the stands and he just sat there with me and one of our other coaches and watched and we talked with him and we worked on building trust and getting him more comfortable just on the pool deck, not even in the water. So this is what happens. We set a goal and what often happens is the magical thinking of, oh, I set a goal. I'm so motivated. I can't wait to get going. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. So whether it's Adam at Little Monsters or my clients, they set a goal and all of a sudden all the resistance, all the shit shows come up, right? That is normal, my friend. There's not something wrong with you. You're not broken or bad. It's normal. There's resistance. There's that vulnerability, right? Uncertainty, emotional exposure risk and in an adam's case his brain is like um i could die in there so this is not a smart thing to do what he doesn't know is that swimming is a learnable skill set and for all of you out there so much of what we want to do it's learnable we can learn it so it's about overcoming that resistance. It's about building that trust. You know, and so eventually he the next day he got in, he cried most of it. Unfortunately, his parents trusted the program. They've trusted me. They've had friends that have done it. And so I'm sure their tummies weren't feeling so great because often, especially when it's your firstborn and you go through this, you're kind of like, am I doing it right? Am I being a bad parent? Which are crappy questions to be asking ourselves, right? Because... That just leads us further because then we start to gather evidence in our brain of all the times that we did things poorly as a parent. We all do things poorly as a parent from time to time. Parenting is a really tough task, right? So, you know, Adam got in, maybe put his face in the water, and we just kept working on it. And, you know, he would come. And I remember about week four, his dad was just really thrilled that his son would come. And, he would get in the water. There wasn't any more tears. You know, he was getting more comfortable and he was eager to come. And this is what happens. We start to get going and we get used to it. We get used to what to expect. Some of that vulnerability washes away and we're like, okay, I'm going to go steady and I'm going to keep showing up. And there may not be that, that big next, you know, it's like, we're kind of calm. It's the calm before the storm. (laughs) So then what happens, right? You kind of go along, you're chipping away. It's like, do I really need to get any better? Like I can swim a few yards. That's good enough, right? Like I make X amount of dollars or I have this level of experience. Do I really need to increase? And there's times it's nice to be nice and steady and not have to grow, right? When you're a little monster, we do have about six weeks and I have a pretty aspirational goal to be able to swim 12 and a half yards maybe 25 yards, right? That's, that's our big goal, just so that they can do a bit of swimming, right? I won't call it water safe, but they can do a bit of swimming. And if they fall into pool, they can get themselves back out. So those are things that we work on. So, you know, we're now at week five and he is going to be done because they're going to go on vacation. So he's going to miss his last week. And I was like, ah, oh. so we had two more days left and I, and I told his coach, I said, let's try this. And so we had him jump in and swim to him and then have to pull himself out of the pool. Cause we're in a big 65-meter pool and it has these high gutters and it's like doing a pull-up, right? And again, if you fall into a pool and you can't get out by yourself, that's not a very safe environment. To be able to get yourself out of that environment is really important. Side note, when my kids went to preschool, one of the rules that the preschool had is that if kids wanted to go up on structures, they had to be able to climb up there themselves, So parents and teachers weren't allowed to put the kids up there. If the kid could not get them up there, they could not do it, which is really an empowering thing. And it's a way that we build confidence is when people can achieve that and do that. And they become really determined right? So getting out of a pool, climbing to the top of a slide or a tree, those are important skill sets that yes, we must learn how to do that ourselves, especially to get out of a pool, right? Because if you fall into a pool, we want to know that you can get yourself out. So Adam, I said, okay, we're going to climb out. And he's like, I can't, I can't help me, help me. And I said, you can do it. He's like, I can't, I can't. His brain was shutting down. He was getting frustrated, you know, and at this point I'd built a ton of trust with his parents. They were off to the side. They knew that he would be in struggle. They didn't have to fix the problem, right? Because oftentimes as parents, we think, oh no, my kid is going through struggle. If I let them struggle, all these other people are going to think I'm a bad parent. Right. The same thing can happen in work. Oh, if my employees are going through struggle, everybody's going to think I'm a jerk or I'm a bitch. Right. Instead of allowing people to go through struggle and managing the risk of that. Right. So we don't want him to obviously get injured or something, you know, catastrophic to be happening in the pool. But this was something he could do. He just wanted me to make it easier because it was struggle and he didn't want to do the struggle. And so then what I did was instead of helping him come out and pulling him out, right, and which could lead to other issues like pulling shoulders, you know, out of sockets and stuff, I gave him some verbal cues. And I said, elbow, elbow, knee, knee, elbow, elbow, knee, knee, elbow, elbow, knee, knee. And then he started to figure out how to use his body to get him to climb out. And it was a struggle the first time and getting the coordination to get his body to do that. Then he goes around to the other side, jumps in, swims, then he swims to the wall. And he's like, help me. And I said, remember, you can do it. You did it last time. And we go elbow, elbow, knee, knee. And then I might've added elbow, elbow, knee, knee, foot, foot. And I kept reminding of that. And then eventually in like 10 minutes. And this is where it becomes so magical. It's so fun to work with kids because they can overcome their resistance quite quickly. Then he started just being able to do it. He's like, this is fun. Can I do more? Can I do more? And that is so important. So think about in your own life, when you have resistance, what is a way that you can break it down into something small, very simple, right? It was, it started out as four words, elbow, elbow, knee, knee, was really two words repeated twice, elbow, elbow, knee, knee. And so what is it that you can help remind yourself to say when you're going through your own resistance? Or who could you ask to be like me to Adam, right? To you. So who could you ask to help you? And you can say, Hey, when I'm going through this, can you remind me with these cues? That's an opportunity to ask for what you need and also not to do it by yourself because he's not doing it by himself. I'm there, his coach is in the water, but what he's doing is we're helping guide him so that he can rise up out of the pool. So at first what happens is we resist, we don't believe, right? And when that happens, we need to stop, take a few breaths and go, okay, and how can I break it down? Elbow, elbow, knee knee. What is your elbow, elbow, knee knee for the thing that's creating resistance in your life? Right. And then after that, keep practicing it. Keep practicing it. And I know what you're going to want to do is be like, okay, now that I did that, now I'm going to master something next. Because we do this really quickly. And what we did with Adam at that practice is after he did that a few rounds, then we worked and moved him out, had the coach move out a bit further so he had to swim further. And when he did that, but we let him get, I need to clarify before we advanced him, we let him get a level of proficiency and then we advanced him. And again, this all happened in a lesson, right? In a 30 minute lesson. Sometimes this doesn't happen in 30 minutes for you, right? It could take a bit longer and that's okay. Remember, and this is also week five. So there's a couple of contextual layers to this. So When he started struggling while he was swimming the further distance, right? My coach wanted to go and help him and relieve that pressure. And I said, no, let him come to you. Let's cue him. He knows that we can cue him, right? Because what happens is that when we, when we're struggling, we can go into survival mode and then we start to fight the water. And this happens in life. When we're struggling, we can go into surviving and fighting and just making it hard work and exhausting and proving our belief that this isn't possible for ourselves. And we get to the end and we're like, see, that was horrible. It was not possible. I worked really hard, you know, and you worked really hard because maybe you didn't know how else to do it, right? Adam didn't know how else to do it. His air exchange was holding him back. It was becoming the limiting factor. And so he had to struggle and survive and fight. And then we were able to teach him how to roll onto his back to breathe. And when he's able to get air and go, huh. And then we kept practicing that and practicing that. And by being able to stop the struggle and stop the hard work, but learning how else to work, he was able to move into the flow of the water and become one with the water. And this is where it becomes really magical, right? It looks like a magic trick that's happening because you go from somebody that's thrashing in the water to then somebody who's laying on their back all by themselves, breathing and realizing that they have agency over themselves in this deep body of water, right? It's the same thing that happens in life. So, we always work on managing the risk aspect. What is the risk that you need to manage? Assess that in your situation, in your arena. Manage it. And then, what are the skill sets you can learn to help you so that you can be more in the flow with your life? Okay. And as you learn it, and you start to remember that you're learning these things, you remind yourself that, hey, this is a learnable skill set. And then you start to realize you were way more capable than you think or even knew you were. And that's what happened with Adam. It's so cool. Like my coaches, their minds were like, because this is their first summer doing it. And they were like, holy moly, this works and it becomes fun. That's when the struggle and overcoming the struggle, that is fun. Cause it's like, holy moly, this actually works. Yes, it does. So my friend, my invitation for you is lean into it. Stop the struggle, roll onto your back, make sure you breathe, right? Breathing calms our nervous system. And a lot of us, our nervous system is exhausted right? From life, from the last two and a half years, make sure you breathe and learn the skills. When you breathe, you can then hear the skills that you need to learn instead of blocking it. Because when you're in fear, you tend not to hear. So breathe. There's this other kid, she got so comfortable. I would joke and I'd say, I tell her coach, I'm like, she's on vacation. She now knows that she can just go on her back and float for a bit and she can rest and she doesn't have to keep moving forward. And from that, she was able to then go from being able to swim five yards to be able to swim 25 yards and being able to do that many, many times in a practice. And it's not that she got stronger or fitter, it's that she learned how to take care of herself, how to support herself, how to get a very important ingredient, which was oxygen so that she could breathe and continue to swim. So lean into it, stop the struggle, breathe, whether you're learning how to swim, which is, it's so important or in life, it's so important to breathe. One of the things that I've had to learn because of being a survivor and, you know, knowing how to work hard and being a high achiever was being able to have the space to breathe. And one of the things I'm constantly working with my clients on is creating space to breathe and then to actually be more productive. Versus cramming things in, trying to multitask to get it all done and fighting and struggling and being exhausted and then needing to go get a big adrenaline or dopamine hit because we've endured so much struggle, right? So lean into it, stop the struggle, breathe, and then think about what are the skills that you need to learn so that you can accomplish this goal. And when you accomplish the goal, always celebrate it. If it's a small goal, like being able to roll onto your back, that's a small goal. It's not the big goal of being able to swim a whole lap, but it's a small goal. We celebrated. It was like, look at what you did. Are you excited? Right? Be excited about that and see what you're capable of. Because the here's the thing, my friend. It's so fun to do something that we may have had doubts that we couldn't do. That we didn't believe we could do. And we blow our own mind when we accomplish that. And that is the best feeling ever. It is the best feeling. And that's where confidence comes from. It comes from overcoming our resistance, our doubts, our disbeliefs. It comes from, you know, when we go through that struggle and we come on the other side and achieve that. Culturally, we mistaken especially as parents, that confidence comes from somebody else doing it, right? Or from being coddled to make it easier so that you can have this false sense. But then we also can struggle with imposter syndrome, right? So instead, confidence comes from going through this process, understanding there's going to be resistance. Of course, there's going to be vulnerability, building trust with yourself, right? Having the struggle, Understanding that you don't need to just survive, you can thrive and get in the flow of your life. Maybe you need skill sets. Maybe you need to break it down to small, simple steps like elbow, elbow, knee, knee. Okay. And you keep doing it and you learn it and you allow yourself to get to a certain level of mastery. And then to get that bigger goal, that long-term goal, like that one lap of freestyle, then you add another element. Maybe it's a little bit more distance. Maybe it's more endurance. And you keep building on it. And that, my friend, is how we get into the flow with life versus the struggling to survive and working really, really hard and being exhausted and discouraged and filled with despair. My invitation for you is to be in the flow with your life, just like Adam now is in the flow and with the water in the pool. All right, my friends, I'm small and big for you. Hey there. Before we go, I have a question for you. Have you subscribed to the show yet? This is an awesome opportunity for you to preserve your brain juice. I love the fact that I can subscribe to podcasts and television shows and they go straight to my iPhone or they go straight to my DVR and then I don't have to worry of, oh no, especially with television shows. Did I hit record? Is it going to be there? Or now do I have to watch it on demand and go through all the commercials? So, go and hit the subscribe button. There's a link in the show notes, and that will ensure you that you never miss a show. And you can also save your brain juice for other things in your life. There's way more important things. But you and I will still be connected because the show will be waiting for you in your phone. Go to the link in the show notes, subscribe to the show so you can automatically get all the shows to your phone. I'm smiling big for you. On She is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wild.